Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, a podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previews the biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel, and as always, my co-host, Alan Kirk. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. It was a chilly weekend last weekend, wasn't it? It was 45 I, when I woke up in the morning. Oh, yeah, in the morning it was, it was yeah. chilly, too. Yeah, yeah. It was so pretty chilly, man. Kind of different, isn't it? Little, yeah, for but that's uh, West Texas. It's it normal. Is. You never that's know, no, right? You never know. Like today was hot. Today it was, was hot like, again. Like what? Almost ninety. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think my daughter's coming down with a little bit of a something because the weather changes. It's that's typical. Yeah, I mean, it she's got to go back to her breathing treatments and stuff like that. So well, and yeah. and the dust and everything doesn't yeah. help in West Texas. Yeah, and like um, I think I was on Thursday. It, the dust came in before the come cold in. came in. It did. The cold came in, and um, yeah, so that's that. That doesn't help. So uh, it's all these farmlands around us that kick up dust. Yes. Blame them. Yeah. Did y'all ever have uh, dust storms in Iowa? No, no dust storms in Iowa. No, no. I wonder why. That's you, crazy. You know what? Uh, you'd be surprised to know if you haven't been in Iowa, there are actually rolling hills. Yeah. It, we do have hills in Iowa. Yeah, but y'all have a lot of farmland, right? Like corn and we, well, what's what, what, what do y'all grow out there? Yeah, so most people confuse it confuse iowa with idaho and they go oh potatoes and uh, i go no 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 it's <laughs> corn corn and soybeans and soybeans yeah so like you know the the school's hamburgers are made with soybean okay soybean <laughs> burgers i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that yeah they're soybean burgers yeah huh. so and soybeans are in a lot of um um food at the store if you turn it over it's either Soy. corn or it's soybeans Whenever I think about soy, it's like some kind of like from Asian food or something yeah. like that. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Uh, interesting. Uh-uh. But um, it, we don't really have dust storms because we don't have the wind that West Texas has. Yeah, I guess and not. Our, and our ground is um, the soil is more fertile than it would be out here in West Texas. Yeah, and more moist, I guess. There's yeah. more uh, it's moisture. A moisture in the ground, so it keeps it in the ground. Yep. yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's kind of crazy whenever you're in Lubbock and it's just a typical windy day and all that dust is coming. And I, we can see that here in West Texas, we can see those rolling uh, dust storms coming in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. in, on the horizon. Did yeah. you do anything this weekend? Um, I actually did. I did something oh that gosh. you probably would be like, oh, nice. Okay. What'd you do? I actually went to Glitches, the, the pinball place that what? you've been to. Okay, well, that's crazy because guess what? I was two out of three days that weekend, and Uh-oh. I didn't see you. So well, when went, did you go? I went um, Saturday night, you right before night. the big boxing match. You did? Yeah, yeah. And what is your review on that place? It was pretty good. You know what? It's expensive <laughs> for two people because it was like 30 bucks for for all of, for me and her. But I'm I'm a cheap person, so. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but still, <laughs> it was wow. fun. It was fun. She, my, my wife enjoyed it. She's like, it was felt like I was a kid going back to the arcade games. And um, the best one that I, I played, okay. and it went crazy on me because I guess I hit the magic buttons or whatever. Okay. Um, the the uh, the Guns N' Roses one. Guns N' Roses is It went fun. like six at a time. Six balls were coming. You got a multi-ball? Or, yeah, six yeah. of them. Yeah, it's it was multi-ball. crazy. Yeah. And they were jamming and, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, doing all the Guns and Roses. Pinball things. machines have come a long way, haven't yeah, they? I guess so. I mean, I've never been into pinball. Okay. And you know, I just hit the ball. I'm not really right. There's no strategy behind what I'm doing. I'm just trying to hit it, pretending it's baseball. Do you see the bit. new one, uh, Elvira? As you walked in? No, I didn't see that one. It, it's not inside glitches. It's actually inside the bar because oh, they don't have it? enough room. Oh, okay. And they got it in Friday night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went there and. Um, you know, we played that. My wife and I played the the zombie game where you shoot. 
Street Zombies? Zombies yeah. Okay. And so we played that. She played that forever. And then um, she also played the 007 one when she was doing she was doing really well on the 007. I have high yeah. score on that. I oh, got do it you? Friday night. Yeah, I got I got my picture taken with Slash. Oh, you did? Uh, on uh, Guns <laughs> N' Roses. So I was there with Guns N' Roses. So, so yeah. you're going to find this very interesting. So you know some of those machines are very expensive, right? Uh, it looks like it, yeah. Yeah, some of them are 10000 or 12000 10000 dang. Okay. And the owner and his buddy who who run this thing, right? okay, he owns every one. Wow. Because I, I asked him this week, I'm like, so you lease these or what? He goes, no, no, I own them all. I go, what do you mean you own them all? He goes, oh, I've got two other warehouses. i got got 100 more of these. Wow. Yeah, so the amount of investment that he has in this uh, little arcade is amazing. But he goes, I just, I, I love it. I have some money, and this is a great, you know, fun time for me to be with buddies and yeah. and, and, and play pinball and stuff. Okay, yeah. No, so we had a good time. Okay, and good. then uh, right good. after that, um, we ran home just in time to watch the walk-ins for uh, the big boxy match oh my gosh yeah how about you what'd you do this weekend other than bim pinball <laughs> you know uh i had to work all day on saturday my right. employee called in and uh of course i had all you know i had the ufc was actually early right which i think you know they were trying to coincide with the big boxy match right. right um sunday i got up and worked out trained my body and then i got invited to one of the local churches here so oh, okay i went to a church for the first time in san angelo so that was training my spirit yeah and then <laughs> uh tra- and then at the end of the day i was training my fingers on pinball so there yeah. you go yeah yeah so yeah it was a good it was a good relaxing weekend and man i will tell you uh I thought USC uh, card was really good, and we led right into the the mega boxing match. And wow, we got some things to talk about. Yeah, definitely. So let's go ahead and kick off our Saturday uh, recap. Um, first boxing, uh, we did have a championship bout for this WBF Super Featherweight title. Shapkat Rahimov versus Joe Cordina. This was live from Cardiff, the United Kingdom. Um, you know, Joe Cordina, he's coming back um, after relinquishing this belt. A former champ that was stripped due to injury looked to regain it once again with a win over the current champ. Definitely. It was a war, man. I, I believe it was back and forth yeah. with both of these guys. Um, and it, it, it's always kind of scary when you're going to the uh, other person's hometown, especially if you're the champion already. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have in the second round with like about a minute remaining a left hook from Cordina on the chin, on the chin and down went Rachmanov. Um, and he almost he beat the eight that's standing ten count, but it was already at eight. Yeah, it was pretty close, right? In the end, it was it was a back and forth fight. Rachmanov showed that he is a true champion. Uh, Cordina again, he's he stood up to the test and actually it went to a decision. Well, I will tell you, it looked to me like Rak- Rakimov, the uh, champion, had hurt his hand in the in one of the middle rounds. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. I didn't. See, was he just just switch stands yeah. and everything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the end, we do have a decision, and the scores were one sixteen, one eleven for Rakimov, one fifteen, one twelve, and one fourteen, one thirteen for a split decision win for Joe Cardina. Now he's a champion. Gets his belt back. The WBF Super Featherweight Champion. What's next for uh, Cordina? Well, he's 16-0. I thought it was a great win. It was great that he did get his belt back, like you said. Um, for me, I'd love to see him fight another champion. And what about the WBA champ Hector Luis Garcia should be next for him? Hector Garcia. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think um, Jordan Cardina coming off of that injury, this is his first fight back. I think it's something maybe, I don't know, I think he just should work his way a little bit more up rather than jumping right into the title. Who are the other title contenders in that division? Emmanuel ne- Neverate, o- Oshaki Foster, and then, of course, uh, Hector Luis Garcia. But here's, here's why I picked Garcia, because he has a similar record. And mm-hmm. Garcia is around 16 wins, where Foster and Navarrete are clearly the better champs in that division. I just want him to work his way up, like you said. Um, no, no, that's, that's a fair point. Um, but I think he would have a chance against uh, Oshaki Foster, uh, which because he beat, I think it, I believe it was a Joseph Pet, I believe, earlier in that last month. And uh, um, I think he probably would have a chance to unify that one. And Navarrete, I don't know. Navarrete is uh, a yeah. big super featherweight. Yeah. So, so you believe the easier path would be Foster versus Garcia? I think so. I okay. think so okay. for me. Um, how about for um, Rakhimov? I mean, he was ranked the number one in the world for, for that division, and uh, now he's probably ranked fourth. Um, do you think maybe he has a chance at another title? I think he has a chance at another title, but you know, from what I've seen and what I've heard, uh, I think he hurt his hand, and I think he needs to heal up. Um, but I think he, he deserves an, a fight with another top tenner in this division just to make sure that that's where he needs to be. You know, and then uh, Rakhimov had a really bad cut on his uh, on his uh, eye, you know, and credit to his cut, man, because it, it held up through the whole fight. Um, but I think he's going to be out for a while. So I don't think we see him maybe within the next eight months yeah, um, for healing up. Well, that brings us to the super, the mega fight of the evening. Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada in a catchweight division clash. A super fight that saw two undefeated fighters wanting to show the world who is truly best in boxing. Um, coming, off, uh, coming up as soon as the first round started, uh, Ryan Garcia started off aggressive, very aggressive uh, fighting. Uh, Tank Davis was always on his horse, you know, kind of going backwards, getting out of trouble. Uh, Garcia showed his speed. He, he almost would catch he Tank Davis several times, catch him first round. He's getting him second round. He comes out, try to bulldoze his try to bulldoze a tank davis he did but then uh there's an equalizer there right ended up with a flash knockdown to me flash knockdown yeah right it's a nice little the thing is i was telling uh my wife because we watch it together ryan garcia was going in there he wasn't keeping his hands up he he just too tall he's tall already right and so he whenever he would swing or do an uppercut or something he would leave his chin open yeah and that's where tank davis catches um garcia in the second round gets a nice little knockdown yeah yeah it was a very nice knockdown uh but i never really ever looked at this fight where garcia was out of it i thought he was very competitive in it uh you know i i'm questioning the um the game plan <laughs> that he came in with. Right. I don't quite understand. We'll get into it. But, you know, overall, other than that flash knockdown, I didn't think that, oh, my gosh, he's losing this fight. No, I think it was back for me. It was back and forth. And I think between then and the seventh round, um, I, I think it was probably going into the seventh round almost even in the on the card, uh, on the scorecard. Um, but in the seventh round, we do have a, a different story. I mean, um, again, Tank Davis uses his his leverage, uh, ducking power, ability to escape a punch and duck a punch and get under and get into um, a nice, you know, it wasn't even a clean liver shot at all. 
uh, but he gets that liver shot. I don't believe it's a liver shot. I believe it's a rib shot, and I think maybe his ribs got broken, and he just didn't want to continue. Do you think so? Is that what you think? Yeah, that, yeah, because I, you know, I have looked at it several times. My my buddy Lynn, he called me, and we talked for about a half hour on it and whatnot, and he had his thoughts on it, and it doesn't look like a liver shot. To right, me. right. I mean, it just it just the reaction was even though it's delayed. Yeah, it was, it delayed, was, it was just, it like felt a like river. a liver shot for the delay. Yeah. Um, and I thought Ryan Garcia was going to get up. Uh, I thought he shook his head, so I'm good. I'm going to get up at 8, 9, and 10. Ryan Garcia finally gets a gets a knocked out. It's a technically a knockout, right? It's a knockout um, for Tank Davis in the seventh round. Um, kind of weird. Yes, Puzzling? for me it was. I thought Garcia was good enough to get up, at least get up. You know, yeah. and to see what happens. I mean, if he gets touches, I know, uh, who for who am I to talk, right? But if he touches you one more time, then take another knee, and then that's it. Just just take it. We've seen worse shots. A lot worse. And again, right? I tell like, you, I tell you, that was not clean to a liver shot. Yeah. And like you said, it bounced off. It yeah. might have got a maybe, rib. Maybe. But um, it was it was it wasn't even a straight on with the glove, right? It was like the side of the glove or something. But who did, who am I again to feel and, that, and that he, power? And, I'm sure his corner is telling him you're not losing the fight. It's not like he's getting crushed and, hey, look, I'll right. live to fight another day. Right. I would respect that. I don't know what was going through his head. I don't understand. Right, you know? right, right. So I've got some uh, thoughts uh, with the styles and the game plans that came in. So did And you'll find this really interesting. So did you see who was in Davis's side his corner not huh. specifically the corner of the fight oh, but yeah. was on yeah his side. of course i mean it was money mayweather okay so you bring up mayweather first it was interesting that him being the former promoter of davis former yeah that davis used a lot of mayweather style of being of, of fighting counters mm-hmm. and defensive backing up style because that's mayweather's you know money right there i mean right. that's what he does and davis instituted that style for this game plan. Yeah, and it, so it that ca- was interesting. It was interesting and you're right because uh you know uh Davis uh, s- similar to Mayweather would never get caught. Right. He just really ducking Correct. using using the ropes yes. to get out of the way. And he um, did, he was on the ropes most of the night, Davis. Uh, most of the night. Okay. Yeah. Number 2, did you see the other guy that was in Davis's corner? Um other guy that was in Davis's corner. No, I, I don't. Iron Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though, that the commentators brought up, which are right. They go, hey, you know, Davis is usually shorter than everybody else, and he's very compact. Well, that's was Mike Tyson's bread and butter was he was very – he was shorter than most of his opponents, but he always had the counters. He always had the punching power that Davis possesses and a lot of uppercuts. And I was like, wow, he he literally took the styles of both Tyson and Mayweather to into this match. Now, let's look at the other side. Who is it, who is in Garcia's corner or on his side? Um. Well, typically it's going to be uh, uh, De La Hoya. De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, and Hopkins. Now, yeah. if you remember, uh, last week I had said Bernard Hopkins came out and said, here is the game plan that I think he should do. He should be the manador. He should sit back. And he should allow that bull in Davis to come at him right. and him use the defensive counters and whatnot. Right. And what was really weird was Garcia ignored all that, ignored what and, Hopkins and went said. went on the attack. And yeah, went on the attack. It made no sense to me. Like, I was so confused by the game game plan of, of Garcia. And were, were you a little shocked by his game plan when you saw him Oh, yeah. Out? I mean, I think that my game plan would have been use your height. Use your jab. Yeah. Keep your distance. If he comes in, try to catch him. That's it. Let him come in, right? 
um that's what i would have would have told i guess if he was my boxer but again i mean um he's 24 years old uh, uh tank davis 29 um is going almost Five 30 years is a lot yeah experience yeah, is a lot that's right um uh you know he was uh kind of pressure was garcia this is probably one of his biggest fights ever and uh for G- davis i think every fight he fights is is someone else's biggest fight ever you know yeah. it's like mayweather would whoever would fight mayweather money mayweather that was going to be their biggest fight ever yes right and this is the same thing with davis davis fought mario barrios fought he's already fought um um you know several other uh high level contenders and this is just another bump in the road for davis and you know i felt when we, and even though we didn't we didn't broadcast something preview last week um we did discuss that you know i felt davis was going to win this fight by yeah. tko right um because i felt like if he's going to cat land something on uh garcia now i'll be i didn't think it was going to be a body shot yeah. but if he was going to land on garcia he was going to take him out well, I'll tell you, there's been a lot of chatter on different uh, websites uh, about this fight from, you know, uh, Davis just, you know, crushing Garcia to Garcia. Uh, apparently, he, they're coming out saying that there was an informant from his camp right. that was telling Davis to conspiracy theories, th- theories, people saying that Garcia threw the fight. Do you think he threw that fight? I don't want to say he did. I hate, I hate it. Because um, then that's the integrity of boxing, right? That's yeah. the but it's done happened before, right? It's happened. It's it's kind of like boxing's mo. That's that's what's one issue with boxing. Um, I don't want to. Um, it was there maybe a mole in there? Probably. I mean, because yeah. you know, Tank Davis did try to focus on that body. He was getting trying to get into that yeah. body, and then um, and maybe he already knew that there was an injury already for Garcia to Could that have been. body. We don't know yet, right? Maybe he yeah. touched like that rib, like you were saying. Maybe yeah. he did touch that rib, and um, you know, there's been interviews that I've seen of Tank Davis before the fight. He's like, he don't know, he don't know that I know he's been hurt, not in a boxing fight, but in sparring. He don't know that I already know that. I've seen an interview where he said that he was going to knock him out in the seventh round too. Davis came out and said that before the fight, which right. is fascinating. You know, I'm in. I'm all into conspiracies and stuff. And my buddy calls and said, "I think he threw the fight." I'll have to be honest with you. I didn't see it this time. Like I've seen some where I think yeah. that you know, there's some USC fights where someone's just giving up or whatever. But the thing is that um, Garcia threw with some bad intentions. He did. He did. And if he would have landed, I mean, I think he would have got uh davis pretty hurt at least really hurt days at least um but um ah, man it's i don't want to say that because these two fighters are the probably the face of boxing in the next five ten years you know just talking this out right now here's how i sum it up i i feel like the age gap and the experience was a difference like you brought up i believe that garcia's game plan was not the right game plan right and i just think davis is a much better fighter right now oh yeah i think you so know? too i I'll, i i will agree with that that davis is is in his prime right now um he's running on all cylinders and um man what's next what's next for davis well there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of fighters getting thrown out on the internet and i'm just going to give you the two names and you tell me if these two names should be next everybody says they want to see a haney fight or they want to see a Shakur Stevenson fight next. Well, I think Stevenson's available right now. Do, and, but is Stevenson 
it goes back to Garcia. I think it's another Garcia. Guy. It is, it's isn't another it? Guy he's Garcia. not experienced enough, right? It's a, well, and he's a little taller. Yeah, going to be lankier, right? Because Garcia. Yep. And the thing is, there's a rehydration clause that they met, that they both signed off on with the Garcia and Tank Davis fight. Correct. So I think they they had to weigh in at the day of the fight also, at a certain weight, for a catch weight. They couldn't. He, Ryan Garcia had to rehydrate just. Couldn't rehydrate like he normally does. Look, I, because Davis is is smaller right. most of the time, he he needs that clause because what happens is the bigger fire just gets really way bigger than him, and could and and possibly could have more power at, at some point, you know. And so in the the other name, okay, you said Devin Haney. Well, he has a fight with Lomachenko. Um, I think Davis takes out Lomachenko. I don't think Davis takes out Devin Haney. You do not. Okay. So I have always said for the last year year or two, I, I just believe Davis is the best is the best fighter in this division. And I will continue to say it and I saw it on Saturday night. Now, um, you know, what do you think's uh next for Garcia? Look, his opponent was better uh better than him on this night. I think he's gonna be back better than ever. I don't I don't see any any difference in him in his next fight. What do you think? Indifference in him. What do you mean? Like another, just whoever. In other words, I don't think mentally he's going to be different. Oh, no. I think he comes off and um, I think he heals. uh, Maybe he was hurt. He heals, comes off, but he needs a bigger name. He needs a name. He doesn't need to fight just some random guy off the streets. Um, He needs another name. How about about this name? Okay. George Kambosas Jr. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Sure. What about about Lemachenko if he loses? If he loses, is that is there is there shine still on Lomachenko if he loses? Yeah, I think so. I he hasn't even got me. the twenty wins yet. No, but he's got two losses. He's I know, be but they were ag- they were against formidable opponents, super elite fighters. But if you fight someone that's lost to super elite fighters, and coming off a two, now I think it's a two fight win losing streak maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, does that really do anything for Can you? Can you believe we're arguing over two losses? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's Isn't boxing. It crazy? It's boxing. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, big boxing night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, were you satisfied with the results of everything? Pretty much as far as the fight going off and, hey, we it wasn't a one round. It wasn't some crazy split decision. Were you satisfied with the whole event anyway? I was. I was satisfied. Yeah. I think um, I knew that for me, I thought Davis was going to be the better fighter. Yeah. And in the end, that's what happened. I, um, It was really close in the fact that you know uh garcia almost landed several big shots yeah. almost he was so close to it um uh, but it was a very interesting fight a lot of celebrities were out there they were a lot of uh pompous stance going on yes. out there and so yeah i was really satisfied with the fight so was i so was i you, you're happy with the 80 the 90 dollars that you paid not happy with it at yeah. all no <laughs> no sir and and did you hear what Davis ended up making on this fight. No, I did not. Okay, so they sold 1.4 million wow. pay-per-views. Wow. More than any Canelo fight ever, they said. Wow. I know that's saying a lot, right? Wow. He made $14 million. Yeah. And in his whole boxing career before that, he made nine. So he doubled his net worth. Wow. In one fight. $14 million. That doesn't seem like a lot in boxing terms now. Yeah, but this I'm ain't thinking. the heavyweights. No, this exactly, is this, exactly. Right? I mean, right. there's a big difference. Yeah. 
All right, well, that wraps things up for our boxing recap. And now we go into this week's boxing previews. Um, We have one boxing match that we will be previewing. And this is going to be live from the College Park Center in Arlington, Texas. William Cepeda versus Jamie Arboleta in a lightweight division clash. This is at 135 pounds. Devin Haney and Gervonta Tank Davis are other champions. Now, William Cameroon. Cepeda is 26 years old, 27-0 and 0 with 23 KOs. He is currently ranked 6th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision October of last year, and he, he debuted in 2015. Now, Jamie Little James Arbeloda is 28 years old, 19-2 and 2 with 14 KOs. He is currently ranked 41st in this division. His last fight was a win by decision August of last year, and he debuted in 2014. There are no current odds on this fight. William Cepeda is from Mexico. He stands at 5'9 with a 69 and a half inch reach. He fights out of the Southpaw, Southpaw fight stance. He now has an 85% knockout rate with notable wins against Jojo Diaz, Rene Alvarado, and Hector Tanajara Jr. Jaime Arboleda is from Panama. He stands at 5'9 with a 72 inch reach, fighting out the Orthodox fight stance. He now has a 73% knockout rate with notable wins against Jonathan Arenas. Nicholas Polanco, and uh, Jonathan Victor Bottles. Notable losses come against Jonathan Arenas, Chris Colbert, and Jason Velez. Um, now we got another undefeated Mexican boxer in the same division that Tank Davis and uh, uh, Brian Garcia fought. Yeah, that we just saw last this last week. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you know this uh, division fight again uh, i'm a cepeda fan i'm not gonna uh mince any words here i'm taking him by ko in the seventh round yeah no definitely i know how you feel i love i like william cepeda he's a brawler um i also have him winning by tko in the sixth round well that wraps up our boxing preview for this week this week it's again in co- the college park center in arlington texas um on the campus of the university of arlington Oh, Texas, nice. University of Texas Arlington. Road trip. It's about three and a half hours from Just us. about. Just about. All right. Well, that brings us to our boxing news and notes. Spence Crawford, Showtime's Espinosa optimistic fight will get done, but no announcement was Saturday at the Davis-Garcia fight. So, do you think this fight's getting done? No. Weren't we all expecting some kind of uh announcement maybe a nice little uh montage or whatever for this fight absolutely i i I couldn't believe we didn't get something i can't believe we're still talking about this fight that hasn't been finalized yet i don't understand um but i do have a question because it hasn't been done so who's on the a side of this record spencer crawford um the A side, I'm gonna say Spence. Spence, yeah, okay. be, yeah, and be just because um the history of Crawford and him fighting a lot of people that are not not really A caliber okay. fighters. And what do you think the money split should be? Because that usually is the issue. I, I want to. I, I would wouldn't mind a sixty forty for Spence because he's the A side. I, I believe so. Do yeah. you th- do you think that's the hiccup that Crawford's not willing to agree to that or not? Um, no, I. I think so. It, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, they don't want to split that. Yeah. So um, I, I would think that, that that might be the issue. You think we're going to get this year? This year? Hmm. 
I don't. I hope so. I don't want to say no and then jinx it, you know. And Here's the problem. If they don't do something the next two months, these guys are going to want to fight some somebody else, right, and stay active. And then what happens if one of them gets hurt? Right. You know, right. that's the frustrating part about this. Do you think it's going to happen this year? Yes, I think it will happen. I think it's going to happen in August. August. All right. Well, they have to do that now then. Say, uh, Sign the dotted line right now. It looks like one of our favorite boxers, um, the former undisputed 135-pound world champion George Combosis Jr., um, will clash with Englishman Maxi Hughes, um, who comes in 26-5-2 and five and two for the IBO lightweight title in Las Vegas, Nevada, this J- July 29th. So are you excited to see Combosis back? I'm, I, it, it, I'm excited because this goes to my uh, theory about boxers losing and where their mental state is. And what, he's on a two-fight losing streak to the same guy? Yeah. So we're going to find out what he's made of. Right, definitely. Yep. Hearn is eyeing a Joshua White rematch in July and a Fury or Wilder fight in December in the Middle East. Anthony Joshua could end up fighting three times in 2023 if all goes according to plan. Fresh off an April unanimous decision win against Jermaine Franklin, Matchbox Room head Eddie Hearn intends for Joshua to fight again both summer and winter. Joshua's first bout would be a tune-up tilt of sorts against Dylan White, and then the second would be the super fight in Saudi Arabia. So, what do you think of Joshua's timeline this year? Are we going to see him three times? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't... I don't... I don't think uh, Joshua has it in him to fight three times. And are you excited to see a Joshua versus White? No. Who? Dillian White? I think... Sticking around, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's what it is, sticking right? He's just around. sticking around, still, still trying to make some money. Which, uh, you know, more my power hats, to him, yeah, right? more power to him. Hats off to him, getting all that money, getting money, um, dealing white. And you know what? There's, there's a potential for him to win. Here's the thing: two years ago, we would say Dylan's going to get crushed, but hey, there actually is an asterisk. Joshua could lose that one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the way we've been seeing him. So the second question I have to you is. What would you like to see more, a Joshua versus Fury or a Fury versus Usyk? Um, I would like to see Fury versus Usyk. I think so, too. Well, speaking of Tyson Fury, he is planning a July return for the defense of his WBC heavyweight title. Sources have told um, ESPN that that it would be in London's Wembley Stadium, and he has or him or his uh, team has put that stadium on hold for July 15th and July 22nd. Um, looks like former uh, heavyweight champions Andy Ruiz Jr. is in the mix for the fight, as is the recently crowned Zaylee Zhang, who just beat Joe Joyce Jr. Joe Joyce. Um, do you want some late-breaking news? Yeah, go ahead. Give it to me. Because one of the names is not probably going to be fighting him. Okay. Do you know which one that is? No, I don't. Andy Ruiz Jr. Oh, no. What happened? He has been – someone has filed uh, a lawsuit or whatever against him. He's been accused of raping and doing something to his girlfriend or his wife. It just came out. Wow. 
It came out yesterday. So when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going <laughs> to. They came out that Fury versus Louise, and now there's been, uh, I guess, some accusations that he has beaten his, his girlfriend and his wife and a possible rape. Wow. Well, um, wow. How, how things can change in a blink yes. of eye. So we're down to one name? <laughs> Maybe Zhang Li. Do you want to see a Zhang, uh, Zhang Li, is Zhang Li Zhang fight? I do. I'm okay with that. I guess they're almost the same age, right? I mean, what's the difference between that versus his Dillium White fight? I mean, this yeah. is what this is. I would right? rather rather watch Zhang versus Fury than Dillian White versus Fury. Uh, Fury. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I think the Chinese, I I think the the Chinese boxer could probably beat Joshua at this point. Like I, oh, I'll yeah. bets are off, right? Probably so. I, I mean. mean you know, I would much rather see that fight than Joshua versus Fury at this point. Do you have any other boxing news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps up our boxing segment for this week. Now on to our MMA segment where we will be re- recapping UFC Fight Night Pavlich versus Blades. This was this past Saturday, uh, April 22nd, live from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. And kicking off the show, we do have Bobby Green versus Jared Gordon. A fight that many fans had circled before the event on their fight card as the fight of the night. Uh, and it was a um, pretty good fight going into it. And uh, both of them were, were, were really being very uh, back and forth. And uh, uh, Bobby Green just unleashed towards the end, at the end of that fight. He gets a knockdown and um, ends the fight with a ground and pound. He did, except for the accidental headbutt that happened. After the review. Have you ever heard of a review? Is there like a red flag thrown? I have seen that. I've seen a review so quite often. I think that was the, the first it, time I've ever seen a review. No, I, I haven't. In fact, um, I think they instituted that in some states um, right. about a year ago. And I'm glad for it because I do not believe that Bobby Green won that fight. It was an accidental headshot or a headbutt and it should have been called the way it was called yeah definitely i mean just a little bit of recapping on the segment uh, without realizing a headbutt um, that caused the knockdown green followed it up with a fury of hammer fist that eventually the ref came in and stopped the fight but then we um get the athletic uh nevada athletic commission with keith peterson yep. um reviewing it like you said and um actually calls this fight a no contest where both you know just Get they that no contest uh, score on their record? Yes, just like the John Jones one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, are you okay with this? I'm I'm okay with the result. I'm right. not. A, I, I'm okay with the, how the result ended up with no contest. But no, I wanted to see this fight, and I thought the fight was going to be amazing. That that and was it was it was pretty good to to yeah. the, of course the head, but yes. Um, but what do you think's next for both of these fighters since it's a no contest? Do we I'll, rematch them right away? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I didn't write anything down because uh, in this particular case, they should run it back. I think they both would want to run it back. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they should rematch. If not, I mean, I do have some names here, but I think that's that's going to be in the back burner. I think the first thing that to focus on is get this rematch going. Absolutely. For both of these fighters. Next up on the card, we have the co-main event of this evening, um, Brad Tavares versus Bruno Silva. In a middleweight division clash. I didn't do anything from this. Oh, yeah. We didn't recap. We no. didn't preview that last time. Mm-hmm. Right. right. We didn't talk about it. I watched them all. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't watch this one. Uh, can you can you uh, jump in? And, you did uh, not watch this I one? I didn't watch this one. And, you know, it was uh, it was 
fairly quick, wasn't it? It was quick, and and uh, Tavares was actually, I think, the favorite in this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, S- Silva showed his power, and he showed his gutsiness to take it right at Tavares, put him on his heels, and get the win. It was it was very impressive for the for the underdog that most of us had counted out. Um, you know, I did see that there was a um, that Tavares did protest the stoppage, right? But it was pretty clear that he was a sitting duck. Very and clear. He was a sitting duck. I thought the referee made it, made the right choice. Well, now Bruno Silva, he snaps a two-fight skid with this win, and Tavares is now on a two-fight losing streak himself. Uh, what's next for Silva? Yeah, so Bruno Silva is now 23-8. and eight. He is 4-2 and two in the UFC. He comes off a two-fight losing streak, like you said. I mean, he's sitting at 24. There are quite a few names to, to move up in this list. Brad Travaris was at 18. So, hey, take the next guy that's right ahead of him, ahead of him Edmund Sebastian. Let's, let's link them up and see what happens. Um, for the winner, I think um, the winner of this week's fight that we're previewing, uh, Chow Kyle, Kyle versus uh, Ole Sejic. Um, maybe the winner of that fight in the middleweight division. And for the loser, Tavares, have maybe a Gregory Rodriguez, the Robocop. Yeah, sure. Uh, or Eric Anders. Well, and here's the thing about Tavares. He's now on a two-fight losing streak. He's going to need to pick somebody that you can't beat. Yeah. Next up on the card, we have the main event of the evening, Sergi Pavlich versus Curtis Blades in a heavyweight division clash. These two top ten heavyweights were looking to make a statement in this division and show why their name needs to be in a conversation for next in line of, of a title shot. Um, the Both big, big men uh, met in the middle of the fight, and I thought the game plan for Blades would have been, let's go ahead and wrestle. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Try to take him down first. Let's get him out. Let's That's right. Take- That's right. No, I'm a man. I'm gonna stand. I'm a man. I'm gonna stand in and yeah. die on my on my shield. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sergey Pavlich, I mean, no one's. I think he's just one of those the trains that's coming on that rails. Here, here's the thing. We had techni- technical difficulties last week on the podcast, but when we talked, you said, "Why is the odds makers sleeping on pa- Pavlich? Why are they sleeping on him? Because right. he should not be the underdog in this." He is a powerhouse. He brings it every time, and he knocks people out. He sure does. And, um, oh, yeah, he did the same thing with Curtis Blades, this time in the first round with three minutes and eight seconds left. Amazing. I I thought it was amazing. I mean, he just he, he he's like you said, he's a he's a train, a powerful train coming, and and this is not going to stop until he gets gets what he wants that title shot eventually. Yeah, it was an impressive win for the hard hitting uh, Russian striker. Now is six straight wins by first round knockouts. Um, man, that's that's a crazy streak. Eighteen and one, six and one in the UFC now. Uh, for me, for Pavlovich. I think he gets the winner of the Jones Miochis fight next. I think he is first in line. What do you think? Um, I would say yes, right? That's obvious, but I don't think so. I think they re- that Jones and uh, Stipe fight, they do it again. They run it back whenever that fight, that if unless it's like a terrible runaway fight, right? Wait, so I I think that um they will rematch right after again. Stipe will get his rematch. So. Stipe will fight Jones, and if Lose. he if he loses to Jones, he gets an automatic rematch to try again. Why? Because that's the respect that he, he earns. That's ridiculous. No, I think that I think it's um one of those things that you say, 
you know, okay, this is going to be my last fight. I'm going to fight against Jones again, get a rematch, try this one more time. And, again, this is if if Jones doesn't just run away with this match. Here's my problem. Stipe's heart's not in this. His head's not into it. Do you know he's not even the ranking now because he hasn't fought that long? Right. I mean, if he really had the passion to get the, the championship again, he'd be active. He's not active. And, then, and now you're telling me, possibly, that if he loses, he's going to say, yeah, I'm willing to jump back in one more time. I don't think he is. I think if he loses, he's retiring. I think he doesn't care. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But but let's I say don't they say, don't rematch. I, okay. No, I, I have Pavlich. Okay. Because I'm sure he's – Jones won't, probably won't fight anyway until maybe early next year. Maybe. Oh, you don't think it's going to be a Stipe uh, Jones fight until next year? Well, if if he wins, if he, like, totally railroads uh, Stipe – I think he just milks milks the fame and doesn't fight until early next year. Look, Dana White ha- has been asked about Jones, and Dana White goes, he's MIA. I don't know where he's at. So, yeah. I mean, you're definitely right about who knows when and where and, and how we're going to see Jones again, you know? So I have Pavlich fighting Sergei, um, Cyril Gunn. He's never fought him, has he? No. Okay, D- just send the bulldozer over there. He's gonna he's gonna annihilate him too, in my opinion. I yeah. mean, what do you think he's gonna have a tough time against Siragon? Or you think it's uh, if Siragon wants to go stand and bang? I I think so. I think it's gonna be a tough time for Gon. I think but so I got, too. If Gon goes back to the ground, he uses some. He doesn't have a great ground ground game, okay? But you know, just mix it in, mix in some of this martial arts. Okay, so he gets past Ciro gone. The mess of Stipe versus Jones is, is done, and, and Jones is still the champion. How do you think uh, Pavlich is going to ha- uh, do against Jones? Well, Jones is – I don't know. I think we um, see someone that's, for me, can unseat Jones. You think this guy could possibly do He's it? He's younger, yep. faster. Yep. I mean, of course we said that about gone, right? We did, didn't we? But uh, I think this is our next 2.0. Yeah, but I think I think Sergey is more of a Francis Ngannou type than a Serial Gone. Right. So it's not the new breed that we always talk about in Serial Gone. This is the old style. I just come in there and just punch. Right. Right. You know, I break you. So, <laughs> I break uh, you. but I'm I can't wait to see in the next year what you know where he goes from here because I man he he is just awesome to watch. How about um for Curtis Blades? <sighs> man, seventeen and four, twelve and four in the UFC. Uh, tough loss. Um, the problem is he's fought the who's who in this division. It's hard to get a name. Uh, but I went down to the seventh place guy, Marcin Tibera. He hasn't fought him yet. I have him down too, but I also have one other. Okay. And it is a rematch of Tom Aspinall. I would like to see that, but Aspinall is coming back from energy, right? Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, he, I'm, I'm and I think Aspinall is about to fight again. Okay. Um, within this summer. Okay, good. And so set something up for the fall for that. That would be nice. So did we have any bonuses or, or fight of the night? Uh, we did one? not have a fight of the night. Yeah. Are you surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised considering the fight of the night should have been the green versus Gordon, and we didn't get to see that. Right, right. So who do you think was performance of the night? We have two that were in the main event. Sergey. Right. I mean, you got to believe that one. Uh, and then you got to believe Bruno Silva, right? Bruno Silva. Yeah. The others being Crystal Jagos, okay, and Montel Jackson. Okay, so they each won fifty thousand dollars to close the show. 
for UFC Fight Night, Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. Um, so overall, what do you think about the card? It was good. It was good. Uh, 7.5 probably for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the Bobby Green would, uh, Gordon fight would have gone off, probably would have gotten an eight. But they were some exciting main event uh, uh, fights for me, you know. Yeah, you know, there was some good fights um, uh, in that card. I mean, I guess, and fights meaning uh, finishes. There was a lot of finishes in this card. Yeah, there were. All right. Well, that brings us to this weekend's big UFC fight night. Song versus Simone. Um, this is going to be live from the UFC Apex Arena Saturday, April 29th. And kicking off the show, we do have, kicking off the preview, we have Rodolfo Vieta versus Cody Brundage in a middleweight division clash. So this is 185 pounds. Israel Adesanya is our current champion. Now, Rodolfo, the black belt hunter, Vieira, is 33 years old. Eight and two with one KO, seven submissions, and zero decisions. He's currently ranked 46 in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision June of last year, and he is two and two in his last four fights. Now, Cody Brundage is 28 years old, eight and three with four KOs, three submissions, and one decision. He is currently ranked 45th in this division. His last fight was a win by KO in the first round December of last year, and he is 2-2 two and two in his last four fights. Now, Vieira is a favorite at minus 280, and Brundage is an underdog at 230. Rodolfo Vieira is from Brazil. He stands at 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He represents Fusion XL. Notable wins come against Dustin Stolfus and Seferbic and Seferov. And notable losses come against Chris Curtis, Anthony Hernandez, and Anthony Hernandez. Cody Brundage is from Inglewood, Colorado. He stands at six foot with a 72-inch reach. He represents Factory X MMA. Notable wins come against Trayshawn Gore and Dal- Dalcha Lungiabula. And notable losses come against Michael Oleshashuk and Nick Maximoff. I like Vieira's nickname, the Black Belt Hunter. So he's looking for people who has black belts. He's looking for, yeah, he's looking for Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys. Oh, those black belts. Right? Those black belts. Not (laughs) the kung fu black belts. Or not just regular black belts. Oh, yeah, like a real nice black belt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that joke. That was good. That was good, yeah. Uh, I like watching Vieira. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think he's going to win by submission in the second round. I also have Vieira, but I have him winning by decision. Next up on the card, we do have Kyle Barhalo versus Mike Olesechik in a middleweight division clash. This is also at 185 pounds. Israel Adesanya is our current champion. Now, Kyle, the natural, Burio, is 30 years old, 13 and 1 with four KOs, three submissions, and six decisions. He is currently ranked 20th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision October of last year, and he is on a 10 fight win streak. Now, Michael Hustler Oshlesik is 28 years old, 19 and 5 with 13 KOs, one submission and four decisions. He is currently ranked 19th in this division. Now, his last fight was a win by KO in the first round December of last year, and he is 5 and 1 in his last six fights. Now, Barrio is a minus 300, and Michelle is a plus 240. Kyle Brahalo is from Brazil. He stands at 6'1 six, six with a 75-inch reach. He represents Fighting Nerds MMA. Notable wins come against Mahmoud Muradov, Armin Petrosian, and Jesse Murray. Michelle 
Oleg Seyshek is from Poland. He stands at six foot with a 74 inch reach. He represents Ankles MMA Pozan. Notable wins come against Cody Brunage, Sam Alvey, and Modestas Bakowskas. Notable losses come against Dustin Jacoby and Jimmy Crew. Did you say Borjalio fights out of Fighting Nerds? The Fighting Nerds MMA. The Fighting Nerds MMA. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah they all wear glasses and everything like that. Like for the photo shots. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that's really intriguing to me in these stats is he's on a 10-fight win streak. 10-fight win streak. He's a, a big lot. kid, too. He's 6'1", 75-inch reach. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's – when I since I first seen him, I've been following him for a couple uh, – about a year and a half maybe – and uh, I really like what I see in this guy. Well, give me Berhalio by KO in the first round. I'm going to have also uh, Berhalio, but by decision win. Okay. Next up on the card, we do have the main event of the evening, Song Yadong versus Ricky Simone in a bantamweight division clash. This is at 135 pounds. Aljamain Sterling is our current champion. Now, Yang Dong Song. Kung Fu Kid is 25 years old, 19 and 7 with five KOs, three submissions, and eight decisions. He is currently ranked eighth in this division. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the fourth round, September of last year, and he is three and one in his last four fights. Now Ricky Simone is 30 years old, 20 and three, with six KOs, four submissions, ten decisions. He is currently ranked tenth in this division. His last fight was a win by submission in the second round, July of last year, and he is on a five-fight win streak. Now, Song is a minus 125, and Simone is a plus 105. Song Yadong is from China. He stands at 5'8 with a 67-inch reach. He represents Team Alpha Male. Notable wins come against Marlon Marais, Julio Arce, and Casey Kenny. Notable losses come against Corey Sanhagen and Kyler Phillips. Ricky Simone is from Pendleton, Oregon, and he stands at 5'6 with a 69-inch reach. He represents Team Oyama. Notable wins come against Jack Shore, Rafael Asuncao, and Brian Kelleher. Notable losses come against Rob Font and Uriah Faber. Well, they're giving Song a lot of respect, especially being the favor, especially coming off a loss, going against a opponent that's on a five-fight win streak. Mm-hmm. Sounds like money to me. Is it money talking? I think so. Okay. Well, if it's money talking, I'm taking Simone by decision. I am also taking Ricky Simone by decision. Okay. What do you think about the card? Um, you know, it's it's gonna be a card. <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. again like two weeks in a row. I mean, we had really big names in comparable um, to this this week, Absolutely. but this week is there's not that many. Uh, household names, if any at all. There's not, but we do have some intriguing up and comers that I think we're gonna gonna see on this main card. You know. Yeah, on the main card we do have uh, Julian Rosa. He's another. He's a really good fighter yep. there too. And uh, Marcos De Lima. He's there. Um, and Brian Kelleher is also uh, on the preliminary. Nice. Card. So okay. He's actually on a two fight losing streak. So hopefully he can get back on the the um you know get back on the track and. Yeah. Keep it going. Where are you putting your bar? I'm going to put a seven right now. I'm putting a six five. Oh, wow. I don't want to wow. be disappointed. There's not really some names on here I'm yeah. excited yeah. about. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our UFC fight night song versus Simone re- preview. Um, now on to our MMA news and notes. Palio 
Acosta reveals stumbling block regarding Shemaev's fight negotiations. UFC middleweight container Paulio Costa doesn't want to wait until October to face Shemaev without the promotion paying up. Costa says, October is so long and so far. That's why I was happy with the UFC asking me to fight Jan Bohovic at 205. It doesn't impact my weight division at 185. I think this fight is going to happen, but that's why I haven't locked up any deal yet. If you don't want me to fight yet, I, I feel like you need to compensate me for that. So my question to you, Daniel, is mm -hmm. should the promotion compensate a fighter for making them wait for a fight? Because you don't get paid unless you fight. I think so. I think they should give him a percentage. Maybe front him a percentage for of the purse that he was going to get. Yeah. And say, hey, this is what we we're going to pay you. Here's a percentage of it since we have to reschedule it. Yeah. Yes, I, I think that would be fair. I, I, yeah, I totally agree with it. I mean, I don't think it's fair. You know, that that would be like if you were going to work and your and your job says, "Hey, I don't need you for three months." Okay, I'm not going to pay you, but I want you to still be on my roster in three months for when I can use you again. Nobody's going to do that. Well, there's no. I got to get paid. You know. Well, there's no. Um, they don't play unemployment. No. You know, because no. because technically you're employed whenever you you signed for fight to fight. Yeah, I definitely think he he does have a, a good argument, and I would love. I I can't wait to see what the UFC does because whatever the decision they make, you know, you're kind of setting the rules. So when you ask somebody else to wait, you're they're going to be expecting to get paid the same as well. Well, it looks like we have um, a scheduled co-main event for UFC 288. And this is going to be Gilbert Burns versus Bilal Muhammad. What do you think about that? I'm excited for that fight. Yeah. I'm ready to see that fight. Gilbert Burns coming off his fight against uh, Jorge Masvidal. I guess he's well enough to go ahead and get back into the saddle and start training again. Um, and then Bilal Muhammad. Poor both of these. Poor poor both of these really, because they each deserve. I think. A chance at a title against Leon Edwards. Yes, but lo and behold, we do have a Colby Covington taking their place. Taking their place. Yes. in that um, in that match, pretty probably maybe in October, may, maybe in the fall. Um, I don't see that happening this summer. Um, but again, we do have rumors that UFC is going back to London in the summer. So maybe that's probably the fight. So maybe we see that and then maybe one of these two guys if they fight the winner's going to have the next title shot. Yeah, definitely. So this uh, this uh fight was set up because there was an injury or postponement of Charles Oliveira versus Benil Darius. So the UFC was looking for uh something to fill this spot. And lo and behold, we do have Gilbert Burns jumping back into the saddle against Bilal Muhammad. That's going to be an exciting fight. Yari Perkaja provides a latest update on a return timeline. Won't make an initial target. Looks like he, it's taken a bit longer in rehab than what six months was suggested. The end of the summer is now the target. So, my question to you for the former champ at 205. Do you think he should have a tune-up fight? Or do you think he should be next in line for the light heavyweight title against Jamal Hill? Um, I think he should... Just get back into the saddle. Get just go in, get into a title fight. He deserves that. Yeah, I mean he he graciously gave the title up, right? It's not like they stripped him. Yuri Prohashka. Right, he gave it up. Yeah, so I think um they should give him that because he could have been right now 
champion right now if he wanted to be. Absolutely. I mean, they did that with uh, with who? With someone else um, that was hurt for a long while. Jermaine Sterling, I guess. And who else was hurt for a long time? And like, come on. Kamar uh, Usman. Well, Usman, yeah, exactly. Usman for over a year. Yeah. And then, but then they don't give any any kind of respect to uh, uh, Figueroa, Figueroa, and they stripped him yeah. right off the bat. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Well, okay, so you're going to give him, let's say his timeline's correct, and so Jamal Hill will fight him at the end of the summer. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Well, what if his timeline's off? We don't have a fight for Jamal Hill. So who is next for Jamal Hill? Who do you like in that division that deserves uh, to fight next for that championship? Well, let's look at the division. Okay. So I'm going to throw you out some names. At number three, Makamed Ankalif. Do you mm. think he should be next for Jamal Hill? Not. Wasn't that, wasn't that a draw between him and uh, Anthony Smith? Uh, let me see. Ankilia. It was him versus Jan Bohovic. Oh, Bohovic. Bohovic, yes. right. Yes. No. Okay. I, I think they should run, run that back. Okay. So you're taking out three and four, which is Bohovic and Ankalif. Okay. Number five is Radic. Next for Jamal Hill? Um, Radzik, he's hurt also. So okay. I think he's... We're he's, now at six. Is Nikita Korloff the next uh, guy in line for a title shot? Uh, Korloff, he's, you know, he's just fought Ryan Spann. He got a submission win. Just fought Volkan Ozdemir. You know what? Uh, but is it for the championship? For the championship? I don't know. You're, you're literally taking the sixth place guy and putting him in the championship. It's crazy. Right. Right? I mean, and then, like you said, I mean, we got Anthony Smith fighting. Um, he pulled out of a fight. Remember, he was supposed to fight two weeks ago, and all of a sudden it got scratched. Yeah. yeah. I think and we don't still, know why. I think he's still fighting. It's just that they put him in the co-main event. Yeah. So so is he's he still fighting. Does he fight? In, does he deserve in line? May, uh, no, I don't think so. No. I, even though he's a veteran, and I would love to see him win a championship. I do, too. But does right now against Jamal? No. Johnny Walker? No. There's Ryan, nobody. Nobody. There's nobody. How about nobody? I don't see anybody on this. Uh, I mean, where's Glover Teixeira? <laughs> we get him back in there. We're bringing Glover Teixeira back. Yeah, just get him back in here. You know, and and it's so funny as we as we go down this list, right? And and we're like, hey, there's not really anybody in line for a title shot. But then we turn around and we look at the uh, Walter Waite division, and it's just a logjam, right? Like you, we, like we can't. There's not enough people to go around right. to even, even uh, make their way to, right. to to fight the champion. Well, it's just so. like we were saying. Um, the the seventh in that division, the seventh fighter, uh, can make a case for a championship fight. That's right. And we're here, Anthony Smith. Maybe if he if he gets a really impressive win in his next fight. I mean, if you look at the bantamweight division that we talk about all the time, where, where we've got Sterling fighting Henry Cejudo, he jumped jumped the line, and then we have Sean O'Malley, who possibly deserves Corey Sandhagen, possibly deserves Marlon Vera, possibly deserves, and now we're sitting in this light heavyweight division, we and we can't find anybody that's worthy of having a title shot at this point. Now, if Anthony Smith gets an impressive win against Johnny Walker, or vice versa, sure. Let's say Johnny Walker goes out and knocks out Anthony Smith. Johnny Walker's sitting at eighth. But if he gets an and we we said all those other names. I know, but he should have to fight his way up. He he jumps seven spots. That's what's kind of crazy about this division right now is I don't think he deserves any more of a shot, even with a win over Ankle for and, he, and you know what? And Jamal Hill just knocked him out back in uh, February twenty twenty two. A yeah. devastating knockout, like yeah. an embarrassing knockout. Right. 
so yeah maybe there's right now just gotta wait for it keep your fingers crossed for uh Pahishka. maybe uh jamal hill is is lucky to be in this division because he'll never have to defend the belt because there's nobody worthy of fighting maybe him. maybe well i don't know did you see any um um i guess over the past weekend any former retired fighters um, actually fighting? No, I did not. Who are you well, you about? missed um, Nate Diaz getting into a brawl at I think it was Misfits fighting. But it wasn't an f- official fight, though, right? Oh no, of course okay. not. It was so like what a, happened a, a bin between a fan and him, and so I think there was some words being said in the in the uh, at at the actual show event. Um, course nate diaz throwing a water bottle at that person he and, always throws water yeah bottles. and so um and then the fight ensued out into um new orleans uh bourbon street and where he ha- is filmed choking some guy out it's- and letting him fall and you know it was like terrible like that guy probably could have okay. died okay hold on what is a what is a random regular dude wanting to fight an M- mma star and you know who the guy is. Like, whose fault is that? Is that Nate right. for, for not restraining, or is it the dude for for trying to attack and instigate an MMA fighter? I think the the fault is on both sides. I think the thing opinion. is, too, uh, if you look at the video, um, it shows a guy kind of like, hey, uh, hey, stop. Let's let's just calm down. Yeah. And Nate Diaz just does his wizardry. Of course. And then uh, puts him in a front choke and chokes him out, that guy, and just oh, lets I'm him sure fall into the cement. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. And so, um, I see in trouble. So now there is an arrest warrant set for Nate Diaz. Well, you know, there sh- unfortunately should be. I mean, he he is a he is a a, a man that that can put someone out and possibly kill him. I mean, you've got to really have control over your actions. Yeah, it looks like the representation for Diaz does say that the chokeout was an act of self-defense, and that they plan on clearing him of any wrongdoing in a courtroom setting. Does this put in jeopardy the Jake Paul fight that's going to be held in August? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any other MMA news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps things up for our MMA segment for this week. Let's look at our Pick'em League. Yeah. So uh, we did have some technical difficulties last week. Um, didn't, didn't get the podcast on air. Uh, so we didn't have any picks. I had a lot of the players asking, where's my picks? Where's right. my picks? And I said, hey, uh, we will be back this next week. Okay, to recap where we're at right now, uh, I have 11 wins. Daniel, you have nine wins. For our players, Everett, Dom, Omar, and Shane, and Dan all have 10 wins. Uh, I, of course, have 11 wins. Lynn has 11 wins, and we actually have a new leader. Loretta has 12 wins. 12 wins. Wow. Yes. So where am I at? S- at 11? Or You're at no. nine. nine. You're at the bottom. Didn't even want to say that, but right, right. there you nine. go. Nine. Okay, I'm there. I'm good. And it's okay. It's Got them where I want them. That's it's it. Got them where I want them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you to everyone that's continuing to participate in our Pick'em League. Be sure to check your inboxes uh, for that survey and uh, get your picks in um before saturday morning yes and so that we can get that tallied up um and if you haven't already done so just go ahead and jump right in whenever you want to uh, go ahead and get your submissions in be sure to check that out it's always going to be posted on facebook and our social media and as always any late breaking mma boxing news make sure you check out all our social media instagram and facebook 
Well, all right. Well, that wraps things up for this week. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to our show. We be, we hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and predictions. Be sure to follow us again on Facebook and in, and social media. That's it for this week. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone. Keep your hands up. And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.